Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I am excited to have with me a fine member of the dental community. Say hello, Dr. Kyle Bogan. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you guys and, and just to, to chat today. Yeah, it's great to have you here. It's fun to have a fellow podcaster, and it's also um, yeah. you know exciting to have a dentist on the show. Um, tell us why you got into dentistry. You know, I got into dentistry. I was one of those guys that uh, decided when I was in middle school that I was going to be a dentist, and it never really changed. Uh, okay. So um, going through my own braces journey and, and just getting to learn about the profession and the impact you can have on people. And so... You know, my uh, my reason for be getting into the profession is just really to to help transform patients' lives and give them a different experience when they come to see us. Yeah, so I, you thought it would be all fun and games, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Helping people, fixing teeth, right? Making people's yeah. lives better. Um, what's kind of jumps into our subject here a little bit today? Tell me some some. You did a startup back in 2013, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, coming out of dental school, um, 2008, you know, did a lot of associateships, saw a lot of stuff, um, you know, good, bad and ugly of, of dentistry, you know, as you alluded to earlier. Um, and then in 2013, you know, opened my doors in my own practice and, you know, the, the early years of a startup, um, you know, not for the faint of heart. And so, you know, you always reach out and, you know, trying to find the answers of what to do and, you know, the, the big thing is how to grow and scale that practice, you know, as a startup. And I didn't really find that answer easily. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of my startup story as I, I kind of took my own path in how to grow and scale that business. So what kind of problems did you see? And what kind of problems do you see that dentists do have when they, they do have a startup, right? They've opened their doors, they've turned the lights on, they've yeah. got all the new equipment, everything's going good. What kind of problems do you see with them trying to bring in patients and sustainably, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the key. That's the big thing. And, you know, you know, when you're going through your training at dental school, you get about two, you know, two courses on how to run a business. And so, you know, a big part about opening a startup is, you know, for the most part, hopefully you've got the dentistry in your back pocket and you've got to actually figure out how to run your business. And, you know, it's about getting patients in the door. But a lot of people, you know, and I can say it because, you know, you know, as, as a dentist or as a doctor, when you come out, it's like it's all about me. You know, I've got my degree. You know, I'm the person that's going to produce. And I found that I had to flip that script. You know, it became about my team and what my team can do and get me out of the center of the equation to be able to move the practice forward and to get those patients and really to make that experience um, good and so that the, the patients would want to interact and come back. So talk about that, you know, help help your team. Tell me about how, you know, what did, how did that evolve from start to finish, right? Because things were tough yeah. and then things got better, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they didn't magically get better. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of pain in there, but but tell me about that that team part of it. When did they really start to become yeah advocates for you and your business? Yeah, so when I opened the opened the the startup, you know, it was me. I was my own hygienist, and so it was me, a front desk person, and an assistant. There were three of us, so the team dynamics are pretty easy, right? You know, with with three people, and so um, in the beginning, you know, because you know, as a startup, you know, you've got a lot on the line. You know, if that business doesn't succeed, it, you know, the the ultimate loser is the person who owns it. And so, you know, I went to all these consultants and, and you know, they're like, P&L, P&L runs the day. And so, you know, the way you become profitable is you, you know, keep expenses as low as possible. 
you know, you, you push your team for as much as you can, you know, try to get every ounce of production out of your team as it grows. Um, but what I found in the beginning is that the team really wasn't motivated. They didn't take ownership of the, of the, of their job and ownership of the practice and the success of the practice. When I was just kind of yelling, you know, owner first model, me just kind of preaching down to them saying, you know, we've got to do this, do this, do this. Um, and so really that was what flipped the script to me. Obviously P and L is important. You know, you've got to, yeah. you've got to know your, you've got to know your numbers. Well, you got to um, pay your team, right? You've got to pay your team. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I'm not saying that P and L's aren't, aren't important. Um, but a lot of what I found in the beginning were like cookie cutter approaches to practices. And for somebody starting their own, um, you know, a lot of us want to try to make things better and change the script a bit. And so, um, you know, that just wasn't the the total answer to me. Really, it was my team starting as we grew, you know, we grow from 2013 to 2018. We actually did a ground up construction. And so we grew from nothing to, you know, very profitable, running out of space, you know, into an 11 operatory practice now um, because of the ownership that my team took of the, of the practice and, and, and the growth that, it, that came from that. So your growth into 11 ops, right? Bust into the yeah. seams as far as space. It didn't come from your PL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, what it, so it came from your team, right? It came from you and your people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's a study out there that says that, um, you know, 92% of the people who come, they choose to re-engage with your brand or re-engage with your practice because of the experience that they feel from your team. And if you're one of those people that's, you know, busting your team and burning them out and squeezing them for every ounce of production, patients can feel that environment when they come in. And so if you create an environment where your team loves, loves their job, they love to come to work every day, um, patients can feel that too. And it, it just increases their willingness and ability to interact with your brand and spread the word in the community that, hey, this practice is different. So uh, you, you brought up consultants. I've worked in consulting for a good a deal of my adult life. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of consultants on the show and they're full of good information. But I've, I've told people in a consulting role many times, like, hey, you're just paying me to tell, for me to tell you what you already know. Right? That's my job. You pay me to tell you what you already know. And that's, it, there's some truth to that. I mean, there's, there's other things that consultants do too. There's a, a big oh, yeah. accountability, right? I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. I mean, having a mentor, having a coach also can, you know, that consulting can fit in there. Um, what are some of the things that you know now, right? That maybe someone who's thinking about doing a startup in the next six months or the next two years, let's say six months from two years from now, some things that you know now that they probably don't and yeah. they should. You know, a, a big thing that I found myself trying to do in the beginning is you're trying to be everything for everybody. And if you if you're not careful, you can lose your authentic self. And, you know, authenticity is important to your team, but it's often also important for your patients. You know, if you don't know who you are, um, you know, having that core to fall back on, you know, patients are going to come in and they're not going to want to come back. And so, you know, I went through a period of time where I found a really good consulting group that I did work with. And just like you said, it's accountability. It was it was in that point of time where we were really blowing up and trying to grow that and we were kind of reestablishing some leadership team, you know, priorities and things like that. Um, But what I also found out is that, you know, a lot of these groups, um, it's like a one size fits all approach. And so for those people out there that are looking for a consulting firm, um, you know, like I said, I, I've used them in the past too, but find someone that really tailors to you. And it's more about accountability and making sure systems are in place, you know, versus kind of a cookie cutter approach. I just had a conversation with someone um, who's been in the industry 
47 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm literally 47 yeah. years or nearly 80 years old. And one of the things that we were talking about was consulting and how it does seem that it's you know one size fits all. Yeah. That what I'm learning and being 46 years old, um, and it's taken me this long to learn it is everyone is different. Everyone is motivated for different reasons. People get into practice, whether it be a transition or a startup for different reasons. Um, but it, oftentimes consultants do treat everyone the exact same. And I think you're right. Um, people do lose sight of why they became a dentist. They do lose sight of yeah. why they opened a practice and the area that they, they um, opened a practice. So that's, that's um great advice. Tell me what are some steps that, you know, you have a you have a podcast on team building, um, the thriving team. It's on Stitcher. It's on uh, Apple. Tell me some things that you know you, you to go to eleven ops. You have to have an amazing team. So tell me a couple of steps that someone can do today, a dentist can do today, to start really building that that team that you talk about. Yeah, and as I've I've kind of boiled down my process over the years, there's six steps, but I'll give you the couple, the two that are kind of the most important. The biggest thing, and honestly, the I ventured out into the business world because like we talked, I spent a lot of time reading and, and conferencing and talking with consultants in the dental space. And I didn't really find what I was looking for because general business kind of has this whole teamwork and culture thing figured out a little bit better than we do in medicine and dentistry. And so I ventured out into the business world. And one of those things that really kind of flipped the switch um, in my practice, because, uh, you know, you go into a practice, you know, especially a consultant or or, or whatever, looking from the outside. And a lot of times it's front desk versus assistance versus hygiene. You know, nobody knows how to communicate with each other. And this person's the strong personality. This person doesn't like conflict. And so really it boiled down to communication in the beginning, you know, and it's as silly as that sounds, you know, it's not only about learning how to communicate with others, but learning how others like to be communicated too. And so a lot of, a lot of that turmoil and, and lack of flexibility that I found in my, I'm in my own team, we kind of boiled that out of the equation. Once people learn like, hey, you know, this person, you know, quote unquote, stronger personality, when they're coming to tell me something, they're not trying to, you know, um, get me in trouble or, or, you know, they're coming more aggressively. It's like, hey, they actually do just care about business. Um, and then after that, you know, it just became about some organizational clarity, figuring out you know, why we collectively as a team do what we do. And so that for us was mission, vision and core values. And as we grew, that core value piece became a lot more important because I needed to go from working in the business to working on the business in order for us to scale. And so for me to take myself out of the equation and to ensure that the patients were going to get the same experience, whether I was their, their dentist or you know, one of my associates or the hygienist, you know, they had to be have the freedom to make decisions within the scope of our core values. And so when I was able to get us as a group, and again, this isn't owner first, like me saying, hey, we value this. You need to value this. This was a discussion, you know, where we collectively agreed on, you know, what do we value as a, as a practice? Once they had that blueprint and those boundaries, I could feel free to step out and say, OK, I'm going to go figure out how we're going to grow and scale this place. While they, I knew that the operation of the practice itself would, would still continue. Dr. Bogan, let me ask you a, a candid question. Do you think most of your team members know your vision and where you want to go, what your goals are. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we do, um, it's, it's a static document too. You know, we, we do at least once or twice a year, you know, we take a break from patients and we just sit back and we revisit where we're going and, you know, it's changed, you know, over the past, you know, even three years as we've sat down, 
you know, sure. especially with COVID and other outside things that have been happening, you know, it's a fluid document. So everyone is crystal clear. And that's where we start our hiring process too, is with, you know, who we are and what we do and, you know, give them the invitation to not stick around if that doesn't sound like them. Yeah. And I would encourage, you know, our audience to, you know, ask yourself that question. Does, you, does your team then know where you personally want to go, where your, where your vision is and where you're trying to get to? Mm-hmm. I think it's something that a lot of dentists think they need to keep a secret from their team right. and are afraid to share with them. And, you know, I'll, I will say this again, candidly, you know, Clearly, you mentioned the amount of ops that you have, but I think that everyone listening to this show doesn't need to hear numbers in order to understand the level of success that you're having as a practice, yeah. um, right? So we haven't even talked about numbers, but clearly right. you have a successful practice. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Um, filled with wisdom, you've been there, you've done that. Any other parting words for our audience? Any other advice for our listeners? You know, my big thing is just, um, you know, that culture piece is a buzzword. So it's, it's often easy when you hear somebody out here talking about culture that you think, oh, they, you know, unlimited paid time off and a foosball table in the break room. You know, that's, you know, that's not really what it's about. And I promise you, your practice has a culture, whether you know it or not. And so you're either the person leading it or it's forming on its own. And most often that's toxic to where you're trying to head. So, you know, really just making sure your team and it's funny enough, you talk about people not being comfortable letting the, you know, the team see behind the curtain. You know, for me, that extends to finances too, you know, in a, in a limited fashion, because I, I personally believe if you're going to ask your team to see your vision and know where you're going, you've got to give them the, you know, look behind the curtain so they can actually see what's the nuts and bolts of what's going on. So that's just my encouragement to everybody is to really, you know, get out there and, and engage your teams in what you're trying to do. Yeah. If your team doesn't know where you're going, that's, that's probably where you're heading. Uh, that's great <laughs> yeah. advice. Um, Dr. Bogan, I appreciate you coming on. I want to invite our audience to check out your podcast on the thriving team. Again, it's on Stitcher. It's on Apple. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's great. All right. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.